We've been talking about the housing crisis all around our country. What do things really look like here in Edmonton? Our last guest uh, spoke to us about rentals and what the rental search really looks like. And compared to the rest of the country, Edmonton is in pretty good shape. So is is this next conversation, is this next option something that we really need to be exploring here in this city? Uh, or is it something we need to be entertaining uh, for the rest of the country? The idea of commercial real estate being in crisis and maybe there being an opportunity to create some more rental units out of it. Our guest is North American Affairs Manager for Consum- Consumer Choice Centre, David Clement. David, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. So you wrote an article for theglobeandmail.com, uh, which is uh, it's a great read, and I think you offer some really interesting solutions to what this commercial housing crisis or commercial real estate crisis really looks like. But before we get to, to that, just let's clarify what's been going on with commercial real estate, because it has been uh, a very bleak situation since COVID, hasn't it? Very bleak. Um, so in Q2... Um, the office vacancy rate nationally uh, for Canada's largest cities increased to 18.1%. And not only is that the highest office vacancy rate since 1994, it's also arguably uh, increasing at a time when the pandemic has never been more behind us. And so those who were maybe hopeful that a post-pandemic world would mean people return to work full-time in the office and that office vacancies would return to pre-pandemic levels uh, are left waiting because that has never panned out. And so you have all sorts of commercial space, commercial office space in uh, Canada's major cities that are sitting empty and it does not look like there is going to be demand at any point soon to fill them. You know, you can you can drive around and you can anecdotally put that together yourself. You can see that there is a lot of open and available space that really just has not returned to its former to its former glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have do we have numbers or percentage points just just how much we're really looking at in terms of increased vacancy over the country across the country? Oh, that is a good question in terms of square footage. Um, it would be very hard to measure. It would take a, it would take a lot of uh, very uh, difficult calculations sure. to figure out what the total square footage is. Um, but the increase specifically um, for it is to eighteen point one percent, which I believe is around wow. uh, up a percent from the previous quarter. Uh, or from the previous year. And so we are seeing that continue to increase at a time where intuitively we would expect it to decrease. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think, uh, as I mentioned, you know, you can you can drive around the city or even you can look around in your own workplace if you still have somewhat of a hybrid mm-hmm. environment taking place. And, and you know what we're talking about in terms of there being an increased vacancy for commercial real estate. What kind of a cost burden does this create for a business? Oh, huge, huge, because you're looking at commercial rents for office space, which are quite high. Um, And so you essentially have those who own these units sitting with empty rent, uh, burning cash by the month because they have no tenants to be able to fill them. 
And the way in which I looked at this is essentially we have two issues, two major issues, one which is bigger than the other. The bigger issue in in the country is the national housing crisis and unaffordability, whether it be buying or renting. But we also have this commercial vacancy issue. And so my proposal or, or my thought that I wrote about in The Globe was, why don't we rezone or rethink some of these commercial spaces and allow for the owners of these buildings to repurpose them into various types of mixed-use housing if they want? And so rather than leaving them holding the bag, uh, as, as the kids say these days, um, with with no one to rent to, allow for them to solve part of the national housing problem uh, by converting them into housing and increasing the housing stock, which everybody knows is the political issue of the day sure. nationwide, especially for younger folks like me. Um, and so that was the idea is, is why, why don't we solve both problems or try to solve both problems with one solution. I think it it makes a ton of sense. I mean, you seem to have the available space just waiting for you. I mean, is it reasonable to to take this on as a project or is it too simplistic? Like, is there something we don't know or don't understand about just how (laughs) difficult it would be to do this? So some people have criticized me and said, well, this is too simple. Um, it's expensive to repurpose these spaces. But anybody who knows anyone who lives in a loft apartment that was formerly something else at some point down the road knows that it is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who looks at any major downtown core in terms of building that has a hotel in it knows that it is possible. Um, there are some building code and size restrictions that are required and some plumbing and whatnot. But at the very least, we should be, be giving these commercial office space owners the opportunity to try if they want. Right now, there are a lot of rules and restrictions that prevent them from doing so. Uh, and so why don't we just, with a stroke of a pen, get rid of that and see if they can make an honest go of trying to repurpose the space to fix another problem. Um, because, uh, like as we've seen with the vacancy rates, the demand for offices just isn't coming back. And a lot of major companies, I mean, if you look at Shopify, when they got rid of their downtown office space entirely, there's a lot of businesses who had people working remote and realized that either remote or some hybrid model works and productivity held the same. And we can afford our employees some of the flexibility uh, and benefits of, of being able to work from home. And I mean, as a young parent, I can certainly see why anyone in that type of scenario would appreciate it. It gives you some flexibility. And so if that's going to be the marketplace in terms of employment, uh, it seems like a no-brainer to rezone or unzone these spaces so that they can be repurposed if it's appropriate for the given, for the, for the space in question. Yeah, because I think that that would be the other argument is, okay, well then just ask your employees to come back to work. And I, I think we've, we've seen over the last couple of years that now people are searching for a different work-life balance and there are different ways to, to treat an employee in a way that they're going mm-hmm. to actually want to work for you. So it's, the answer isn't well, that simple. This, this no. undertaking I think is a lot more reasonable, a lot more creative. Yeah, and the labor market is just too tight to to try and do that. I mean, job vacancies are still relatively high. I mean, you see long lines whenever companies do job fairs. Um, there's there is a high demand for 
employees, especially in certain sectors, and as employers have to compete against each other for talent, um, some of the added benefits that they can throw in outside of compensation is, well, we have a hybrid work environment or a nearly full remote work environment for specific employees. And so when you have a market, when the market is set up like this in terms of employment, there's a lot of power in the hands of employees and what they're demanding is some flexibility. And so that more or less strips away the ability for uh, for a company to be like, no, everyone's returning five days a week, right. um, no matter what. Uh, and it makes it hard for them to hire because if your competitor is offering two days in the office, then how do you compete with that? Well, you adjust accordingly. Right. I, well, I think people are, have completely reframed their relationship with work. And so I don't think we're going backwards in that sense. So we have all of this commercial real estate that is that is up for grabs, that needs something to be done with it. The idea of maybe turning it into mixed use or turning it into rental properties uh, or residential properties, maybe for sale or not, um, comes down to zoning laws. So, David, does this just come down to a city deciding that they either want to or don't? Uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just a zoning issue. Um, it's it's an issue. It's a stroke of a pen. Uh, and some cities have looked at zoning um, aggressively. I mean, Toronto uh, allowed for for garden suites and 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 whatnot. And some other jurisdictions have looked for as of right uh, zoning removals that allow for full, up to four units being built on a single family lot. Um, so it just takes a courage to do it, and it doesn't really cost much. You're just changing the rules it's a it's a vote at city council um rather than some large scale build out proposal that requires a lot of tax money this is for the most part uh minus any incentives you want to throw in after the fact just a stroke of a pen well david uh, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon if any of our listeners want to check out your article on the globe and it's called a crisis in commercial real estate a crisis in housing Two problems, one solution. So you've laid it out for us. I'm curious to hear what our listeners think about this one. Of course, Chad Nation, you can send in a text, 780-496-0063. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. That's David Clement, North American Affairs Manager for Consumer Choice Center. So what do you think about that idea of converting some available commercial real estate into something else, whether it's rental units or mixed use or apartments, condos for sale?